Hi, I'm Jake Miller, host of the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Be sure to check out all of our other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to Shooks and Gifts Season 4, Episode 5. In this episode, I am joined by Brian Carpenter as we talk about tools for background removal, the power of QR codes and URL shorteners, a math game, a tool for making um, quick hands-on tech tutorials, and finally, a Chrome extension for motivation and productivity. Let's give it a go. Welcome to Shooks and Gift, the podcast where we share EdTech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Okay. Hey, Brian. Hi, Jen. Uh, do you know why you never want to go to the bathroom with a Pokemon? I <laughs> have no, no. Because he might... Pikachu. I get any my Pikachu. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Shooks and GIF season four, episode five. It is still Sans Shooks, just GIF with guests. And today I am joined by the wonderful fellow Canadian, Brian carpenter Woo! you may know brian from his fresh air at five um talks on twitter which are now drum roll a podcast so brian welcome welcome tell us about fresh air at five tell us about yourself if people don't know who you are welcome to the show i'm so excited to have you here all right. Thanks, Jen, for having me. And it's super special to be a guest on your show. I have a, a longtime listener, uh, first time caller. Um, <laughs> you know, actually, no, I've called in, right? Because I record my Fresh Air at Five yeah. audio blurbs in the morning and things like that. But uh, uh, Fresh Air at Five is my tagline for um, pushing myself to get out the door in the morning to go get some exercise, like when it's miserable outside. And I, you know, or when it's nice even, and I don't feel like it, um, it gets me out the door. Um, you know, there's a lot of nice days around here when I get to go outside in the morning and walk. I put my headphones in and listen to uh, podcasts, listen to Shooks and GIF. I listen to Check This Out, you know, a whole bunch of others. And if you want to find out who I listen to, you can follow my podcast on all the podcatchers, which is pretty cool now that I got that. Um, I've taken all those audio pieces or the, the video, stripped out the audio and stuck them together into weekly episodes that you can hear. Um, and episode three just released at midnight this morning. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so I've, I've listened. I love it. I, I call you the Blinkist for educational podcasts. So if you, if for people who don't know what Blinkist is, do you know what Blinkist is, Brian? Have you heard no, of Blinkist? So no. this is the, okay, this is the teacher librarian teaching. Maybe teacher yeah. librarians don't like this, but Blinkist is an app that you can get that gives you like the too long didn't read the TLDR versions of, mm. of books, um, usually yeah. nonfiction so that you can get a taste for a book and like get the gist of it or get a taste and be like, oh, I want more of this and dive into it. And I feel like that's what you do. You say, okay, I just listened to, you know, check this out with Ryan. Brian and Brian and they shared ABC and you don't go into major details but you like you 
you sort of make, make me have this like thirst for, oh, I want more. In fact, I listened to an episode of yours yesterday and mm. actually added a new podcast, which of course I, I'm going to blank on the name, but I'll go back and get it. Because of that, I was like, oh, wow, you've mentioned this a few times this week. I want to listen to this podcast. So if you're looking at like expanding your repertoire of who you listen to and what Brian's Fresh Air at Five is an absolute great ah. one to listen to because he gives you those bite-sized pieces of hey, I listened to this, this isn't what they said. And it might just be a single episode or it might be a new podcast that you find. And I love you're coming live and direct like I am from Moose Jaw, Canada, apparently. That's where we both Absolutely. live. Absolutely. <laughs> like Ryan O'Donnell. Um, yeah, live from Moose Jaw out on the West Coast, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So for those of you um, who don't really like I'm I'm in Ontario. And Brian is in British Columbia. And check this out. We talk about Ryan and Brian a lot. They they often joke on their podcast that, you know, oh, there's Brian Carpenter, there's Jen Giffen up there in Moose Jaw, Canada, because they think that Moose Jaw is the only place in Canada. But That's right. Exactly. I, I, and Moose Jaw is far from here. Yeah. I, although I do feel like if you and I started walking our Fresh Air at Fives, and I've done Fresh Air at Five with you a couple of times, although yeah, I've done nice. like Pacific Time Five, so it's like Fresh Air at Eight for me. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And I feel like if we started our Fresh Air at Fives and just started walking a la Terry Fox, Fox, Moose Jaw might be kind of a halfway point for us. It might be pretty close. So that's maybe true. That's why. Maybe they just took the average of the two Canadians they know. Probably. Probably, yeah. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. So why don't we get down to business here? Uh, of course, it's Shooks and Gif. As you know, we uh, we have ahas. We have, you know, different, um, which calls, we have different like tech tools that we find. And then we're like, oh, this is kind of exciting. And we just want to share it with people because in some cases, Right. It's things that I will use in my practice, but another's like, oh, I may not use this, but I think other people could really find a need for this uh, with their learners or in their own practice. So um, let's I'll, I'll let guests go first. Brian, what do you have for us? What's your first share? Well, my first share is a is a big conversation about image background removal. And so I'm a big fan of like taking a photo of myself and then removing the background yeah. so that it's useful in like, hmm. Google Slides. It's useful in like Google Docs. Like you go to the conferences and you see them, you know, with the, the floating head without any context of where that picture was taken. Yeah. You can do things like that. Um, there's a number of tools. And I remember, I think it was back in January of 2019 mm -hmm. when Eric Kurtz posted, like, it blew my mind. I oh. was. Mm -hmm. I remember I that tweet. I, I I think I saw it on Twitter and then I think I heard you and Kim talk about this, mm -hmm. like, because it was like current event. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's a tool called remove.bg yeah. and remove BG is a, uh, is a fantastic AI artificial intelligence tool that strips out the background from the foreground. And at that time it was only faces and people you could take the background out of. So it was, you know, limited in what it could do, but I exploited that tool at my school and uh, we <laughs> did like grad photos in front of the old school building with our grads standing in the gym and then them standing in front of this old retro picture of our school, you know, with a message on there. So that was kind of cool. Um, it's got editing ability, low resolution, you know, preview downloads that you can do. So it's not great for um, print unless you pay money, right? So right. there's a freemium model of that um, that was great. Um, we used it and it gets by, right? Yeah. Um, just recently on, should I keep going? Yeah. I got, a, I got yeah. you here to share. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll interrupt that. you if I need. I, this is, I, I do this, what I love about Chooks and Gif when I had, you know, it was Kim and I, and now when it's other people is all the learning that I get too. So yeah, fill my bucket, keep going. 
Sounds great. All right. So uh, Got Tech, the podcast with Nick Johnson and Eric Geis. Um, That's the podcast. That's the one that I said, I got to start listening to this. That's you got to listen to these guys. Yeah. These guys are rock stars. They're fantastic. And uh, um, they shared a tool recently on their 12 apps for, you know, mobile and, and web-based. And yeah. so these are apps that you know, I hadn't heard of most of these because they're brand new. Mm -hmm. And one of them's called Slazer, S-L-A-Z-Z-E-R. Or Z-Z-E-R uh, for Z -Z. our American friends. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't, not to confuse you with the other other way we say Z. Right. Um, <laughs> it's an artificial intelligence powered tool that uses advanced computer vis vision algorithms to detect the foreground pixels and separate them from the background completely from the foreground with the best detailing in just a few seconds at almost zero cost so this has got a freemium model as well yeah. but its freemium model is a little cheaper than remove bg so you know there is the preview thumbnails that you can download um, i haven't played a lot with it and i haven't gone to do this you know um, quality comparison between Remove BG, Slazer, and these other tools, right? right? You know, and I should do that. Put them all side by side and print them on paper and see what it looks like, right? Yeah. Um, I haven't done that, but Slazer is kind of a cool tool. It's got a pretty not bad editing thing, and you can put like different backgrounds behind your pictures. Yeah. So if you need like a new profile picture for Google, take a picture of yourself, drop it into Slazer, and you can get like colorful backgrounds all behind you, you know, so that you, it's, it's a low, doesn't take a whole lot of work to get to something that can look good, right? Yeah, so that's and they a, have, I'm looking here, they have a desktop app as well. I don't, I haven't been onto BG's website other than to use it on sort of a superficial yeah. level to know if they do, but that might be good if you're, you're finding you have images and you don't have connection, right? That's what's happening a lot right now in Ontario. A lot of us are virtual. So sometimes right. we come down to a grinding halt. I say sometimes my internet is slower than molasses flowing in the winter time in Canada. Um, but to That's have an slow. off, oh, yeah, it's pretty slow. Um, you have an <laughs> offline option. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, so I like that tool um, that I saw. So I just learned about that. That's new. And thank you, Nick and Eric, for your, uh, for your work. And uh, shout out to them. Um, another one that I've got here is Pixlr. So it's an online photo editor and Pixlr is been around for a while. I haven't used it a lot, but it has a tool built in there for removing the background. So we'll put a link in the show notes for that. Yeah. Um, I've used Pixlr a bit in the past in my class to do some photo editing, but uh, I'm glad to see that they've got the remove background in there. Cause it's just, you know, if we teach kids how to do these things, I think it gives them a lot of capacity to do a lot of creative things with totally, it, right? Totally, totally. I, I love being able to remove the backgrounds. And I know remove.bg um, has started doing it not only for people. Originally, it was just people. Um, but yeah. now it's also images, like if you have, or sorry, objects. So if I yes. have um, like a stuffed animal or I have a shoe and I want, and it's, that's the focal point, it can, now right. the AI is starting to develop to the point that it knows to take that off too, which is awesome. And it sort of looks like, this one that the Slazer that you talked about does the same thing because they have a an, an object removal here. Yeah, it says cars, people, products, animals, and even graphics. Right. What's this? Oh yeah, look at this. They have a like a logo, and they've been able to take the background out of the logo. So if you're ever looking again to put something right. into a presentation and you want that you know Google logo, but you don't want the white background, this might work too. That's awesome. Yeah, and it does. It does work. I've used it for that reason. Um, and uh, the the one that I'm going to showcase here is my favorite web tool of all time. I'm, I'm a big fan of Adobe Spark. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, 
Have you guys talked about Spark much? Um, we we have talked not not much. I'm actually doing an assignment with my grade twelve students right now, where they're creating PSAs just using Spark. Um, because nice. I, I wanted like low floor, high ceiling, but I love Spark. Yeah. But go ahead, yeah, yeah, talk right. about well, it for those Adobe who haven't Spark heard. Is a- Adobe Spark is a trio of three different web tools. One is Adobe Spark Video, which uh, Jen's using probably with her grade 12s to make these PSAs. It's a really simple, lightweight tool that does something specific about making, you know, quick videos. I'm using it at our school with our grade threes. They're doing recycling videos. And it's just fantastic to see these little ones sitting on their Chromebooks. It's available for Chromebooks, you know, and also iOS, the video part of it. Um, So that's fantastic that they can sit there and do audio recording over slides, which is pretty nifty. Another part of it is Adobe Spark Page, which is their web page based kind of, non-published single page glide page really fancy looking it looks really good they look Simple really good yeah and then my my the tool that i use almost every day actually like i'm i'm not kidding it's on my phone i make graphics for my personal i make graphics for school it's the adobe spark post and mm-hmm. it's the graphics tool that allows me to make it th- look like I know what I'm doing, right? Like, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not a designer. I'm yeah. not a, like, designer, I'm not for, a designer for dummies, right? That's what right, I call exactly. it. Like I'm not an illustrator designer or a Photoshop guy, right? Cause like you got to have a computer science degree to use those things. Well, Seriously. Danny Leeming will disagree with us on that, uh, one, but yeah, you Danny. know, um, it's, uh, it's a, it's really great for making graphics. Like the logo for Fresh Art 5, I made with Adobe Spark Post. Oh, cool. I, w- I was going to actually ask you about that. Yeah, you know, and so my students at school, I get them to make logos and things like that. Okay, back to why I'm talking about Post. It's got a beta version of background removal within it. So you drop a picture in there. Oh, I did not know that. You drop a picture in there of of yourself or something, and then you can remove that part and have it as a floating object over top of other parts. Very cool. I did not realize just, that had gone into beta there. Um, yeah, so now, it's in beta, and I'm hoping they keep it, right? Oh, yeah. I hate when they introduce a beta, and they're like, nah, not totally working out. It's gone. You're like, but I just <laughs> fell in love with it. It's like getting a great neighbor who only lives there for like two months, and then they leave. Um, so I have can, I say, can, I, can, can I say for the love, Adobe? Oh, my gosh. Yes, you can for the love any any company you would like to. Yes, yes. Go. For the love, so, Adobe. For the love, Adobe, please keep remove background yeah just keep it For like the, the people love it oh this person loves it and now jen loves it so there's two of us at least there's, then that and should be enough that should be enough yes okay so i have a, i have a question for you and and i Go. didn't prep you for this so if if it goes no sideways we can always i can edit it out but i rarely edit out from the podcast yeah. Do you have, I might not, do you have, let me start over. My preference for graphic design is Canva. I love Adobe and I love Adobe Spark and Post, but I, I'm a Canva girl. Do you have a reason other than it's just where I fell in the one I'm comfortable with that you would pick Adobe Spark over Canva? I had learned Canva before I learned Spark Post. Okay. Um, I was back when I was a helping teacher, I went to my very first Google conference and um, Tracy, what's her last name? She's in the Netherlands now. She did a session and that was the very first ed tech team workshop I had ever been to. And she talked about Canva, this new tool she discovered. And I was like, that's pretty good. Got using Canva. I started liking Canva. 
it's a good tool. It's got lots of things. Yeah. But then as it moved along, it had a little, you know, you, the freemium became less free. Oh, and there's okay. a lot of templates and pictures that you had to pay for. Okay. Um, I haven't used it much lately. But then when Spark Post rolled out, it was like, it, it, it gave you some abilities that that Canva didn't. Um, it's tied with two other great tools in the same package. Yeah. Um, so because of the packages, package cool. of it, um, it's it's more, I don't know, for me, it's a richer tool. Um, it. It, and I teach my kids how to get there and my grade threes know how to get there to make their video and little to do they know. And I haven't talked to them about this, but they can make graphics and web pages on that same tool that I haven't even showed them. Yeah. Right? It's like, like that you, that gradual release of control, like let's start here little and let's build up to the next thing to build up the next thing. Right. And I do like that in, in Adobe yeah, and I love the so. sharing. It's such a phenomenal community. Um, yes. that Adobe Spark community, there's a lot of people like I know, like I think Tanya Avrith, when I think of them, I think Claudia Zavala Jr., both oh, good dear friends. They're, they're so great in what they create. Um, I, yes. I do, I do absolutely love it. One thing I will tell yeah. you about Canva and I'm not saying don't mm -hmm. do Adobe because I, I use both. I, for me, I guess part of the reason I asked was I, to me, I see them as different. I'll go to each one for different purposes. Yeah. Um, yeah. but Canva does have an educator, um, account ability now you can sign up yep. and all those ones that were premium are now available to educators for free so i will drop the link in the show notes in case other people are seeing the same thing Perfect. that that they've used yep. canva before and then they're like oh canva's great but you know i everything i liked wasn't in their free model it actually is you just need to know to sign up like an educator which is right. pretty awesome right and wow. another part of that about it is is teaching students i want to teach students things that are free me too i don't want to I don't want to be a user of something that I'm like, ha ha students, I can make fancy graphics, but you can't. Yeah. I, I want to work in the same realm that they are. And so I found that everything I can do for free with Adobe is my students can do. And, and I keep pushing that. And one of my students is like, Mr. Carpenter, you're geeking out on the weekend with Adobe Spark. And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> yes. And watch what we're going to do today, kids. Right. Yeah. You know? Oh you my know, gosh. So. That's funny. Yeah, I think so I geek out like that big, too. I, yeah, I, so I, that's my uh, my my pitch for Adobe Spark Post. Cool, love it. Um, for background removal, and it's a great tool. I took a picture of us with our masks this day, this mm -hmm. week. We we're doing mosaic art. Darren Malte back in the day, oh, right? Love him. Got me hooked on mosaic art, and yeah. I I do that now with my students. And uh, he talked about drawing triangles and doing like mosaics, right? Yeah. So then I thought what else can we do with this and well we're all wearing masks this year and i'm like we got to do something with masks because we're all wearing them and who likes the ugly gray mask right like yeah. so what can we do with them so i'm like let's take a picture take that picture into adobe spark take the background out of that picture yeah drag that picture from there download it as a transparent background without with a transparent background bring it into google drawing and draw triangles yeah amazing there's so and then change the background to something else you can do right and yeah. so yeah, it's that creativity piece of it for me. It's it's moving from just being a consumer of oh, okay, let's but to to be a creator and then they can use yeah. that skill and and everything that comes with with being a creator. All those you know soft skills that come that are going to transfer from year to year beyond our you know potentially rigid curriculum that I adore. Right, that's awesome. For sure. 
That's awesome. Okay, so um, to piggyback on, I have another one that I found for a background remover using AI. I'll link it in the show notes. I won't go into it. It works exactly the same um, as, you know, remove.bg and what Brian's just talked about, this slazer. It is called icons8.com, um, icons8.com forward slash BG remover. And Brian, the the note or in the show notes that are in front of you there, if you want to click, you'll see it works the exact same. Again, I don't know why you would leave a tool if you like it, but if you happen to be looking for another one, or if they go freemium on you, and sometimes that happens, right? They start free yeah. and then they're like, oh, there's a great model here. Let's start making some money. They have you hooked, like drug dealers. Um, they, uh, <laughs> really. <laughs> Just gotta change suppliers, right? Change, change the supplier, that's go to right. another guy, right? Exactly. So anyway, that's uh, that icons8.com was one that sort of came across my radar. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna shift gears a little bit and I'm going to share something that was shared with me a while ago by friend of the show, Jen Conti. Uh, Jen, I was in the first episode this season when I did an all call, like, what do you have? Because I'm by myself. And if, you know, I might need some more shares. She shared 99 math. Now, I haven't dove into it a bit, but I believe the universe sometimes speaks to me and not in a like a really like strange way. But I, I, I think that um, sometimes when I like I'll see a book, for example, at Indigo or Chapters, I'm walking through my local mall when they're open. And I see when I'm like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. And then all of a sudden, you know, Brian, you and I have a conversation. You're like, oh, I just finished this fantastic book. And it's that book. And then I'm mm -hmm. watching a television program and they showcase it. And I'm like, okay, this is the universe trying to tell me I need to read yep. this book. And I have this happen mostly with books. Um, and often now I'm finding with ed tech tools. And this was one of them. I saw it, like Jen Conti shared it with me and yep. on, on Twitter. And then I saw someone using it and then it, it showed up in an article I was reading and I was like, okay, I got, I got to check this out. Now I've checked it out just a little bit, but what I will say is it is Kahoot for math. Come on. Yeah. So if you are an elementary teacher and you want to run some basic, listen, I'm going to say something that might be really unpopular with people, but I, I believe in a certain amount of rote learning with basic math facts, your addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, in that I think that kids should know their times tables. I have a minor in math. That's I have a major in English and minor in math. Mm -hmm. And yep. I really attribute a lot of my math knowledge with having those quick computational skills as a child. So my dad taught math for a little bit early in his career, then he left education. And yep. I used to love to sing in the car. So I'm an only child for those of you who don't know, and we'd go on these long car rides and I wouldn't have anyone to bother in the back seat, and it would just be me. And we'd have that like the big, you know, the the old cars that didn't have the two seats. It was like the bench seat. Mom would put her bench. arm up behind, or dad would put his arm up behind, you know, the other person. And I would play with the little like little flap of skin behind their elbow. <laughs> it used to drive my mom crazy. And Isn't still, that called a weenus or something? I have no idea what it's called, but that's hilarious yeah, my... if that's what it's called. Um <laughs> Anyway, so to this day, I'll go up to my mom and I'll grab it. She'll be like, Jennifer, stop it. She gets so upset with me. But anyway, I, I digress. Um, and we would sit and I'd be like, let's sing. And I'd make them put on songs. We'd all sing. But the rule was I had to do 15 minutes of timetables in the car before we could sing. So they would just like mm -hmm. rapid fire me. And yeah. and I thought, okay. And, and I really believe I'm great at math because when it came time to do more complex math, I wasn't yeah. struggling with that simple computation. And I'm not saying we should do like, I, I'm not a fan of the time tests. I'm not that. But if you're looking for fun games for your students, this mm. might be an answer. So you can, it's free. You sign up from basically everything I've seen. It's pretty much Kahoot with simple computations. And right now with so many of us in hybrid models or virtual distance learning, it might be yeah. a good way if you have kids who are finishing work quickly to give them something to do to 
um, strengthen their those mm. simple computational math skills. So it's 99math.com. Um, and it says efficient math practice that kids love. It's a show, social platform for first to eighth grade teachers to accelerate results and save lesson time. I don't know how complex you can get. Like I said, I in what I've seen yeah. in the little bits, um, it's pretty straightforward. But I think it could be a lot of fun for a lot of kids who really just love that quick math game. Not necessarily for the kids who, like I'm thinking my oldest, this would stress him out a lot if he had to go up against other kids. But my youngest would love this and probably kill it. <laughs> He'd yeah, be awesome. No. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that the, those math facts, those that you know, 12 by 12 grid yeah. of numbers that we've all come to like loathe, right? Yeah. And go, well, well, kids shouldn't need to know that. Well, I think they should. I absolutely agree with you that though there are certain things that kids should know because it helps them out later with the ability to not have to like grab a calculator to go eight times four. Yeah. Right. 32. Yeah. I, I knew right? that one. I've said that in my head okay, really quickly. Good. Can we Excellent. sing now? Yeah, yeah. Now are we allowed to sing? Okay, <laughs> if you sing, I'm not singing. Okay. okay go ahead. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, I sing with Kim. Kim's better than I. We'll sing together. There you no. go. <laughs> good. So yeah, no, I like that idea. That's a great, yeah. and I'm going to bring has... this to, uh, arcade teachers and see if they can use it. So yeah, there's addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, percentage, conversions, rounding, order of operations, comparing number lines, equations, converting fractions. Oh my gosh, look at them. Um, number lines with decimals, area and perimeter, identifying fractions, converting fractions. There's like a ton of stuff in here. And I've just read a little bit more as you were talking and it can be done as groups or individually. So if a parent no. is looking for that extra sort of boost for their kid who wants a little bit of gamified, like I know my kids love um, Prodigy for this, but I yeah. think this might be another one to introduce to them. Like I used to do, if they want extra iPad time, sometimes I'll say, okay, you can if you do. And I'll give them like a learning game to... You know, yeah. like I want, I want their brains yeah. working in other ways. Although like, I'm not right. like super anti. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a ton so of stuff. Parents can sign up with the Google account. There oh, you go. I'm signing up right now. Amazing. Okay. And your kids are older right. than my kids. Make your 17 year old right. do it. <laughs> How fast can you get? You should play as a family. So Brian has, everyone in his family is over 12. He has three kids like I do over 12. And this, there you go. Dinner tonight. Sit. Do 99 math, tweet at us who's the winner. <laughs> that's right. We'll put up the put up the uh, the scoreboard at the end. Yeah, go ahead. I Good. love it. Anyway, that's mine. That's my my first share. The first share. Yep. Okay. Um, well, I've got an aha, I think. I love and I've got a productivity navigation kind of thing. So I'm gonna jump into that. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how much you've talked about short links and QR codes on your show. A little bit, but not a little bit, but I, I think that the QR code is an a powerful tool that if we can learn how we can take a link, a really complicated, big, long, ugly link that's impossible to type mm -hmm. and put it into a QR code and then use that in a place where, you know, we know to point our cameras now at these things. We use them for daily health checks in our district and things all the time. Yeah. You know, kids can fill out those daily health checks when they walk in the building. Staff, we do that. Um, and we don't have to type anything, right? And so, QR stuff is a place that I go to make those. There's extensions for Chrome. You probably know some, Jen, that, yeah. you know, are really good. I have no idea how QR codes and how they make them and how they keep them unique. No, no idea. No, you know, that's the no. magic. Like, that's, I'm just accepting the magic. Me you know, too. Gandalf shows up in, you know, yeah. Bilbo's house and then does some magic. It's like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm just loving every minute of it, yeah, right? So absolutely. that's one bit of magic, right? Another bit of magic is bit.ly, you know, and short links, oh, shortening things, right? So taking that big, long link and making it into a useful 
phrase, for example, mm -hmm. right? Like you and and Kim had, you know, Shooks and GIF as a bitly, I think, back in the day. We did when we first and that started. was really right, exactly. Before you get your dot com or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's a way to nav help people navigate, right? A place that I use both of these is when uh, my students, my grade eleven students are helping me produce the school newsletter. So we've taken that on as a design task cool. and we make school newsletter. So then whenever we get a YouTube video, we need to share. We'll take a screen capture of the title of the, you know, the cover page of the YouTube video that goes in the newsletter as a static image. Yeah. We link to the YouTube video, but first we make a bitly so that we make a bitly of it. So then we can count clicks, right? Cause bitly, when you sign in as, as a user, you can count clicks on each, every time someone types that in or clicks it, you get the number of clicks on that, which is really great. Then we take that, I take the original YouTube link, put it into QR stuff, make a QR code. I put all three of those things in the newsletter and people can watch, you know, they yeah. can watch that video on their phones. They can type it in if they have a print version of it, you know, so print is, and I do, I print out the newsletter so that they can have it on their coffee table or we have it in the coffee table in our lobby at school yeah. and people can use their phones to watch the video that way they can type the thing and it's just a way of providing access to information kindergarten teachers you ever have your students need to go to a website like national geographic kids platypus can you imagine having kindergartens type that on a keyboard i don't even think no. i could do that no. right i don't even know how to spell platypus right i'd have to like voice type it and get it right maybe um <laughs> But, but so like for even that reason, you know, like it's great for all levels of navigating and getting people around. So yeah, that's my share, I've got a little I video that. that I made. What, the other thing that I, I love to there. do um, yeah. with, there's two things for, I love that you talked about the analytics. So people who've seen the bitlies and are like, okay, there's so much you can do behind the scenes. And I don't know if, was it here? Or was it, no, it was another podcast that I listened to about just that. I, I just went into my um, bitly account and I can go through and see how many times people have clicked the bit.ly. So for example, I did a tips for live sketch noting at ISTE this year. And I can yeah. see now 103 people clicked through that, like typed out that bit.ly and went to that or clicked it if we put it in the chat instead of the long. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot because there were only about 30 some odd people in the session. So that tells right. me there were three times as many people who have been able to access. And now I don't know if that counts unique or, or whatnot, but it's very, very no. powerful. And I, and the QR codes, what I love about QR codes is they can be created for anything, not just like anything web-based. So it's not just going to a website. It could take to a video. It could, um, I know with Flipgrid, every video that's created um, also comes with a generated QR code with it. So I encourage teachers, especially of younger learners, instead of like running around like, like mad, trying to get to every station in a classroom, have a little QR code. Kids can scan it on a device and boom, there you are giving instructions so that everyone can yeah. start at the same time and then you can reinforce. Exactly. I think, I think it, that QR codes are, they're used, but they're so underused in what we can do. And it's amazing. In my old school, we did something once to build up some hype around an event we were having. And we literally just printed QR codes and pasted them on posters with nothing else on them around the school. And people are like, what are these? Yeah. And they're pulling out their devices. And they're like, and we're going back like seven, eight years when QR codes were just sort of first thing. And they're like, yeah. what is this? And they're scanning it. And you can build such excitement with this little yeah. tiny box. Oh, I know. Exactly. And you used to have to have a QR code scanner on your device but now ios camera mm -hmm. native in there you point it and i think there's a switch in your camera settings to say 
read QR code. I think that's in there. In iOS, it's, it, I think it's, it's I think it's actually built in that as soon as you scan it, you get the pop-up. I don't even know if you need to turn it on anymore. I think it just automatically oh. knows, boom. Yeah, oh, there's a QR code and you get a pop-up at the top, click it and you're off to the races. Exactly. That's, so that's that's great. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. I love that chair. Okay. I, I have two more, but in the interest of time, they're both big. So I'm going to only share the first one and I'll push the other one to to next episode, I guess. Although it is good, Brian, you should check it out if you haven't checked out that third one that's on there and you'll have the sneak peek for another episode. But I want to talk first mm -hmm. about IORAD. Um, IORAD is a Chrome extension that builds, and we've talked about it before, but but it's evolved. Um, IORAD builds tutorials. So I can download the extension or add the extension to Google Chrome and then open the extension and say, okay, I want to show someone how to do this. And all I do, let's say I'm trying to teach you how to insert uh, an image that you have from remove.bg into a yeah. Google slide. So I open IORAD and then it says, do you want to capture? I say, yes. And I capture it. And I just click through exactly as if you were sitting beside me and I was clicking through on my computer and I say, okay, click, go here, go here, go here, go here. And at the end I say, okay, stop capture, capture. So I might say, you know, um, go to insert, go to uh, image, choose from file, upload the file, resize yep. as needed, press okay, right? Five steps, yep. pretty straightforward. But in this, I capture it. And what does it do? IORAD then creates this beautiful tutorial that I go into and it says, okay, on the first frame, it looks like you did this. And it says, you know, it'll make in pink anything that I clicked and they'll say, okay, um, so you're, you're saying for print, this is a print tutorial. Well, no, 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 it gets better. So I okay. go, I go, it says um, like click insert and insert would be in pink. And that would be the first frame. So I could print it out, right? I could print it out and just, you know, have it somewhere for students to look through or, or adult learners, whoever it happens so it's, to be. It's turning it into a text-based thing. It can. But okay. if I email you the link, it actually sends it to you as a, as a, animated screenshot video narrated. So it'll say first click here and then it will show you where I've gone on my screen. And then you go to the next one. Now click here or this is okay. This is the piece de resistance or okay. you can say you can enable a feature that allows them to do it. So instead of you just watching me do it, it will guide you as you click in the right spots. It will advance to the next steps. I swear to goodness that is so where this is like this is like those tours when you open up like, a, uh, I don't know, like Rogers. Google Slides for the yeah. first time ever. It's exactly. like, you can open a file, you can share, exactly. hey, you can even type and like, yep, that's cool. So now here's where it gets better. They recently started an ambassador program, full disclosure, I'm part of it because I, I saw the power of it. I don't use it enough because I get a little bit like, oh, I really want looking this certain way. And I'm like, why am I spending mm. all this time when this tool is perfect for what I need? And right. they are now, if you install IORAD and go into any of the Google tools, the ambassador community, we have been tasked as part of our like ambassador being part of the program with we are creating in all the Google tools. If you go to the Google like support.google.com for all the tools, they've just taken every header and said, can we make IORAD tutorials for all of these? So I can open Google Slides and beside my profile picture, there'll be a little uh, square, which is their logo. If I mm -hmm. click that, there'll be a drop down showing me all the tutorials that are possible inside Google Slides made by IORAD ambassadors, who most of us are also Google certified trainers. No so, kidding. Yeah. So I can click there and be like, oh, I didn't. Yeah, I, I do want to learn this. So I consider myself a pretty big 
guru when it comes to Google tools. And one mm. was released that I will link in the show notes. And it's linked there. You can see it called auto format a sheet on form submissions. So I love Google Sheets, but I mm. don't really know how to use macros. And this is a walkthrough about how to establish a macro. A macro is sort of like an extension within Google Sheets on how to every time a, um, a form submission is given through a Google form and it comes to a Google sheet, it will automatically format. So if it's, you know, if it says uh, grades one through three, color this box green. Um, every time it has, you know, uh, the person's last name, make sure that's bolded. So, you know, we get those form submissions and then we have to go through and, and yeah. customize them ourselves. This IORAD walkthrough teaches you how to do that within the um, program itself. So it's tutorials built into the tools we're already using. So contextual tutorials. Bingo. And sometimes, you know, you're like I don't it. have to go to YouTube and try to find like, exactly. Like, I don't even know the words to say. That's and right? that's the problem. So often oh. people reach out to us, right? As people who are really into technology and say, how yeah. do I do this? I'm like, oh, it's and they're like, oh, that's really simple. I'm like, yeah, but you couldn't find it because you don't know what you're looking for. It's like me yeah. when I started doing a lot of and continue to do a lot of work around scripting. I'm like, I don't even know what to Google to know how to find. I'm sure once I saw <laughs> it, I could do it, but I don't know where to look. Like, it's like, yeah, exactly. I, have you ever been at the grocery store and been like, I need to buy this like new thing that I've never bought. I don't even know what aisle it's in. Like, is it in baking or is it in, you know, is it in produce? I have no idea where this is. It's yeah, the same idea. Exactly. So I love IORAD for that. And it's those little, like, not that we all have a lot of time, but sometimes just like click that little box when you're in a tool and be like, oh yeah, I would like to learn this. And they're short. They've made it so that they want all of them, I think, to be under 20 steps. So you can get through all the tutorials, I'll say in less than three minutes. So it's quick learning. It's, it's good for you as a teacher to be able to push out to people, but it's also good for you as a learner to consume when you're learning new things. IORAD is the bomb.com. And I, I really, I think it was really more of a 2020 tool. I remember in 2017 when Flipgrid came out and it just like exploded. Yeah. And then I would say like in 2019, Wakelet came out and it exploded. I feel like late 2020, now early 2021, IORAD is one to look at. It, it, and we've mentioned it. If you go back in our show notes, we had it. I want to say it was maybe even season two that we half mentioned it, but they've come a long way and it's, it's really phenomenal. I think what you, you mentioned it recently with Brian Briggs. We probably did it then too. Yeah. Right? And, but like, this is going places. So, mm -hmm. okay. I, I, like, I think you said the universe is talking. I've, I've heard it three times there you go. You know, on your show and I need to start listening. So there, check it out. It's awesome. All right. Okay, you still have, I think you still have one more there. Do you want to share your last one? Yeah, I got a, I got one last one. It's a little short kind of inspirational thing for your Chrome browser called Momentum Dash. And it's uh, it's an extension for your Chrome browser mm -hmm. so that when you click a new tab, it takes over the new browser tab yep. and transforms your new tab into a focused, productive, productive and inspiring dashboard. Oh. Do your best and be inspired to do your work. It's got like to-do lists in there, has some great photos. Yeah. It has the time. It says your name, you know, so like, right. And so it's like, if you type your name wrong, it'll, it'll be wrong, you know? And, <laughs> and, and so, you know, um, oh, but, but, could, but you could put anything. Does it, do you put your, what yeah. your name is or does it take your Chrome name? Because like, could I put in good morning, warrior princess? Or awesome I think, person I think, of the universe? Can I, I put can something? Change your profile in there. So yeah, oh, change your fun. profile. Um, you can put the you know your weather on there. So on that new tab, um, up in the top right, I once you that. sign yourself in, um, on the top right, you can have quick links. So yes, you know you like your Gmail link that comes on the Gmail the Google Splash page. I use that all the time, and then I started using this and I went, 
what the heck? How do I get to my Gmail quickly? Right. Yeah. So I mean, I started to have to type Gmail dot, you know, uh, Google.com to get there, but you can put links in there and customize it. It I has like, it. you know, like inspiring phrases that go on there. Yeah. You know, what's your focus today? My focus today is to sit on the couch, right? You know, and every oh. time you open your browser, it says sit on the couch, right? And it reminds <laughs> you, right? You know, so um, I think it's a great thing. I heard, I think I learned it from Tim Cavey of Teachers on Fire. So yeah. we'll have to put his name in the show notes For there. Sure. But uh, he, yeah, I like it. It's it's a, a different way of looking at your browser. Um, mm. You know, in our browser, my Chrome browser has oh. become like a power tool for me, me right? Too. You know? And we work on extensions and bookmarks and how we can change it and use it. And I think this is just one more way we can use our Chrome browser more, more efficiently. I love it. I love it. Okay, so there you are, folks. We've talked about AI for removing background. We've talked about productivity. We've talked about being inspired in Chrome. We've talked about being able to do tutorials. We've talked about math tools to engage our students in, in their sort of core math skills. Like we have covered the gamut. We've talked about a lot of people. We'll put all their names and, and links to them in yep. the chat. Okay, Brian, one last time. Do a plug for Fresh Air at 5 for us. All right. Fresh Air at 5 is my new podcast. Just episode three just dropped this morning at midnight. And uh, it's my daily reflections. The audio quality is not studio quality because my studio is the street. And I get out on my street and I walk, record with my little earbuds as I'm reflecting on things that I'm hearing. So it's the Blinkist or Cole's Note version of me listening to podcasts. And uh, I encourage you to check it out. Thanks for taking a listen. And Jen, I think you and Kim um, have your voices at the end, beginning of episode three because I put you put that Ooh. put the educational podcast network. Yes, we're both bumper. members of that. Yes. Yeah. So we're both members of that. There are 28 podcasts in the educational podcast network. And yep. a big shout out to Chris Nessie yep. for pushing me over the edge in a good way to actually push, publish and get this thing going. That's so. awesome. Yes, he's definitely yeah. a, a great advocate for uh, for sharing and amplifying teacher voice in this space. That is definitely yeah. true. Awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for like introducing me to so many new podcasts on your own. Thanks for being a fellow awesome Canadian and uh, and your time here today. And everyone else, uh, have a have a great day. And if you've heard something on here that gave you an aha, you know what to do. Go give it a go. Give it a go. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Bye. That's it for this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U-K-E-S-A-N-D-G-I-F-F.com. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. On our website, on the embedded Flipgrid. Or by tweeting at us, sending us an email. Or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca.